0: Today's daf is daf Kuf Khaf, page 120 in Meseches Yivamas. And we are going to pick up from the bottom of Kuf Yudasam and Be'ez. Bo'i Rava, four lines from the bottom of the Yomad. Here we go, interesting, Shaila, where uh, Rava is talking about um, what Rabbi Lazar said. Now in our mission, uh, let's remind us, as well as it says, that... If let's say you have two brothers and their wives were taken in yibum and then the two husband the, the two yevumen passed away so the two um, the the two widows are now uh, usher to remarry that was the Rebel Rebellos said no once they became mother to the Yavamin, they're now back to square one and they're permitted to marry anybody else. Boy, Raba four lines from the bottom. Raba asked the Shayla, searching for information. My time of Lazar. What is reason for who allows these women to remarry? Mishum Is it because he holds that a co-wife is permitted to testify about the other wife, and therefore they're relying on each other's testimony and they can remarry? I don't. Or maybe the reason why he's permitted to remarry is mishum dehi. We're going to get into a fascinating psychology now. And that is that in general, a woman is not permitted to testify about her tsar. But over here, where she's going to be harming herself by testifying about her friend. So to what extent, and this is a very, this is going to be the circuit here. You know what, you know, come our, our, you know what Rabbi Shaila is? We know people are going to lie. We know people aren't going to tell the truth, and we know people are going to do that to mess other people up on purpose. Lahachis. We know that's going to happen. The question is, how bad? Would I do it to Lahachis even though I'm taking myself out along the way? Like Shimshin did with the pillars and the polishnu. How far is the expectation that an adult will go, and I'm calling it an adult because kids. Prefer to be happy over being right. Adults prefer to be right over being happy. That's how we are, right? I don't care if it's going to make my life miserable. I want to be right, and and we'll do whatever it is to harm, uh, even if at to a certain point where even we may even harm ourselves. The Gemara sugya here is going to be like how far will we actually go to to, to be so moshuga? Okay, it's amazing. So the Gemara says the of Kamina, More be a practical difference. Whether the reason is that a tzara is permitted to testify about, about the other wife. Or whether um, it's because a woman's not going to mess herself up. Top of today's da'af. Sigmar so, says, I'll tell you why. Nafin <laughs> is going to be whether she has to get married before the, the woman, the tzara, who she's helping with her testimony. Understand? Because like this. If she's going to be out there testifying about her tzara and then her tzara would get married... That she could still say, "Oh, see, you got married, and you're messed up. Now you kids, mom's whatever it is." And I never got married because I wasn't really telling the truth. I'm messing you up. I'm not messing me up. But once she gets married first, she's already messed herself up. Maybe if that's the swara, we should only once she get, once the one who gave the testimony marries, should the other one marry as well? So the Gemara says, litzara The <inaudible> is going to be whether we whether we 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 um, allow the tzara to get married before her, or whether she has to get married first. <Lust Tyson> if you're going to say that in general, the tzara is allowed to give testimony, if it doesn't make a difference whether she remarries or not, will allow the other wife to remarry, it won't make enough Kamina. If you're going to say the reason why she's trusted is because a person doesn't go so far to hurt somebody else, but they're going to be hurting themselves as well, well, until she remarries, until she remarries, she's not hurting herself. So then we should force her to get married first and only then allow the other one. So, insiv, then if she gets married, we should allow the kohuf to get married. Eloy, insiv, clemency, the samai, the Gemara is what is the halacha? What is the underlying reason? The Gemara says, Toshma, come and listen to the following mission. Rabbi Lazar says, liyavav, nah That the last statement of our Mishnah. Rabbi, Rabbi Elazar says, liyavav, afterwards, what did everybody? If the reason is because a person's not gonna, a woman's not going to testify in a way that she's going to hurt herself. That's why we say once we allow um, that when each one already married a Yavam, now we're going to allow them afterwards to marry somebody else. Because lemaisa, think about it, since they both already got married, she messed herself up technically if she would have been lying. If she would have been lying about the original husband's death, she married the yavam afterwards, so she already performed uh, a Dover iser. The right? <speaking in Hebrew> big the reason is that in general, the Torah is let to testify by her friend. <speaking in Hebrew> then we should say Rebbe Lazar should have given a case, even when they didn't yet marry the yavam, and they should be allowed to to, to uh, marry somebody else. rather, Shmuel, you learn <speaking> from <in> here. Who then it must be that? Um, the only the only reason why we're trusting her is because we don't think that somebody, as much as you hate someone else, you're not going to hurt yourself to that extent, and that's that's the raya, that's the raya again. So we're gonna we're we're gonna knock this off. But at this point, the Gemara says, "Why do why would we why would Rabbi Lazar trust the tzara?" We said says the Gemara, uh, "You know why? Because, and only because." She already did an action that would have ruined herself. But if not for that, we're not going to trust her. It says the Gemara, no proof. You know why? the who maybe Rabbi Lazar is going in the opinions of the Chacham. He says like this. According to me, I hold in general, a co-wife is allowed to testify about her friend. We trust her testimony. And therefore, even since in general you're allowed to testify, even if she did not yet marry, we're going to allow the other Tzara to marry. But the who we've learned, right? What did we learn in our Mishnah? The five women who are not, uh, who are not uh, trusted. One is a tzara. At least agree with me. That when a person already gave testimony, we should allow her to remarry <laughs> because she's not going to mess herself up. Says the They say no. You see, from Shimson, people are people are willing to do that. Now, with Shemshu in the UK, you could say that the Misa, it was used perhaps was in, a, true, in a proper way. Uh, Very good. Over the Misa, you see the extent that people are willing to go. Tom Mosnav, when somebody thinks they're... This like a Kairach, You know what I mean? When somebody thinks they're right, they think they're Shemshu And I'm going to take myself out with everybody else because I think I'm mean, being like the Misa, I'm being the biggest Russian. I'm just having trouble with this because the whole purpose of Taira and Mitzvah is to fix our midas and yet so much energy of what we're learning is on the rishus of people right I think that's the only way to have the <laughs> only way to have is to know Isn't what rishus is. No is you right? have to know what rishus is so that when it comes up when, when, when that thought of being right comes up in my life the Gemara already told me to stay away from this I think that's, where, I think that's what it has to be alright I like that yep yeah. Okay, says come Listen, A woman goes overseas with her husband. Uba She comes back from overseas. Says my husband kicked the bucket. she's allowed to remarry. we completely trust her. However, trust her. Why? Why is her co-wife Asur? Because we don't trust you to testify to, to testify for your co-wife. It goes hand in hand. Don't tell me if he's dead, he's dead. If he's not dead, he's not dead. Okay says Gomara. now what do you see from here you see from here that if we're allowing her to testify about her tsara this seems to imply we're trusting even before she she risks herself so you see that in general what Lazar holds is a woman's trusted to testify about her tzara. that's his general opinion whether or not she's she's uh, risking messing herself up Gemara says no hoyo Really, maybe Rebbe Lozar is saying: since she's already mutter and married somebody else, then we believe her. If she hadn't, then in maybe not. Okay. It says the Be- Gemara Doma Begita. So beautiful. You ready for this? Is amazing. Yep. A husband and wife go overseas. The woman comes back and she tells the co-wife who was left behind, "Our husband died." Ah, so you say, oh, you should trust her, because otherwise messing yourself up. If she marries, trust her. It doesn't work. How do you know trust her? You know what happened overseas? Maybe the husband divorced her overseas. And she's coming back and telling the tzara, your husband died, and now she'll remarry because she's allowed to remarry because she's a divorced woman. the So why did she say her husband died? Because she hates her tzara. So she wants her tzara to remarry as, a, as an ashesh, mess herself up. And she'll go ahead and marry, and she's not even putting herself at risk at all because Lamya says so she's a divorced woman. I'll tell you something else that's happening over here, and I think it's a, it's a good zach. Sometimes it's like, oh, shouldn't we have thought of that? I'm like so happy I didn't think of this. But it's important to know how people like how people think in order to know how to handle people, right? But it's like it's. it's it's good to know that your mind isn't that correct. Right. It isn't, isn't that corrupt? It's not, it's not that twisted to be able to think of such a thing. Right. Of the Misa, it you have to know the way that corrupt people think so that you know how to handle. Okay. But that's the Gemara Shiloh. Answers to Gemara. If um, she married a Yisrael, so then it would be true. You're right. Maybe, you know, maybe she was divorced Then maybe we should not allow it. However, so since she married a Kayin She must not be a Grusha Because a divorcee cannot marry a Kayen. So Gemara is answering that question So interestingly if you take a step back And look at what's happening If you have a woman who goes overseas And she comes, in Rebel Lazar's opinion even And she comes back And she says Our husband died We're not going to trust her until she marries a Kayin, Because She may very well be a Grusha be a divorcee and even if she were to marry you don't know for sure that that uh, the husband's dead so she still cannot rely on the testimony of her co-wife. Wow. Okay. Period. End of that gemara. Says the next mission. Now we're going to shift gears now. For the last little bit couple of Right, We've been talking about Believing testimony about somebody died. Who do you? Who's allowed to give the testimony and the whole back and forth? Now there's going to be a shift, and we're going to learn together. Interestingly, how do you identify a dead person when somebody goes comes ahead and says, "My husband died." How? W- what questions do we ask them to know that they got it right? Okay, so here we go. Fascinating. Uh, Fascinating Mishnah. Ein Allah al panim im hachaitim. You only accept testimony that somebody's dead if they saw the form of the face with the nose connected. If they didn't see the face, which will be defined shortly, with the nose connected, you even if they knew that the the wife comes back and she says, you know, her husband, how do you know? She says, well, he has a very unique deformity on the bottom of his foot. He has a very interesting type of birthmark that no, I've never seen anybody else. So I know it was him. If you don't see the face with the nose, it's not, not going to work. Okay? Well, let's, let's okay. learn through this and then we'll... Alpha This applies even if there's simonim on the body... And on his clothing, I know that was his tie. I know that was his socks. I know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And they also are not able to give testimony until they see that his neshama has left. You have to know. You have to know that the neshama is gone. Even if they saw him uh, Even if you saw him Mamish like Shot in the head Okay And There's, there's blood everywhere And Or he's you, you saw him hanging He was hung by whatever And you, let's say There's a public execution A public hanging on a Yid, Chas Okay? People go to see the spectacle. You think a Yid could sit there and stare at another Yid being strangled? Hanging? No. So they kick out the chair. This guy's hanging from the gallows. Kicking. And the Yid... Oh my gosh. Turns around. There's... He cannot testify the guy's dead now. You didn't see him hanging dead? You, didn't, you can't testify. Or you cannot even testify if you saw a, a person lying on the floor and there's five lions in the middle of eating him up. Can't tell, you didn't see him dead? Didn't see him dead. Also, you have to see the body within three days of death, because after that, as we know, there's changes in the body. There could be, um, there could be. Uh, change in color, swelling, different features, even in the face, change. Rabbi makam says, Rabbi Yudam says, let me tell you something, he says, you can't give a set amount of three days, because you know why? It depends where you live, it depends on the climate, it depends on the temperature, it depends the time of day, it depends on the circumstances, and therefore he says that... Um, uh, you, you can't give just a flat uh, three-day uh, idea over here, okay? Now, is this lechumra? Is it lekula? It could be either one. We'll see. We'll see as we get to the Gemara, okay, whether he wants to be strict over here by saying perhaps you can't even identify it after one day in some places, or maybe he's being lenient, right? So we'll see how this all plays out. the on Let's say they see his forehead without the rest of the face, Parts of one of the Padachas where they see the face without the forehead. Ain me'idin. You cannot testify at you Until you have the forehead with the face, with the nose. Rabbi, where's the Pusik that lets me know this? Hakoras onsa bum. To be able to recognize their face lets us know who they are. Right? And even away from this situation, as we know, it's fascinating how the punim. And the Hebrew word for face is the same word as the panem, the insides. Because you can really see, the, the face is the number one place you look. Now, people could, could be good actors and they could fool in a Hanami. But the, the face is the first place you look to see where a person is in, in, internally. Abba Bar-Martah, do Abba bar Abba Bar-Martah, is also Abba bar Known by different names. He owed money to the members. The I see He brought wax, and he he uh, put a a piece of cloth, hung it from his forehead, and he walked in front of them, and they couldn't recognize him. In sometimes you don't want people to see you, so you you cover your face. Yeah. So, over here he didn't even have to cover his face he covered his forehead and they didn't recognize him by the rest of his face that was enough to um, uh, to, to make himself uh, unidentifiable even though there are simonim on the rest of the body you, you need to see the entire face are you telling me that a simon cannot be trusted biblically because we're saying listen a simon's not going to matter on his body but I'll ask you a contradiction. What's the contradiction? Where do we see that? See, on our body, the signs on our body are valuable and, and can play a role. If, let's say, you have somebody holding a get, and um, after uh, the guy loses it, and then he finds it attached to a, a purse, a ring, a shanimza ben Or he finds it in his house. I feel as my Even if it's after a long time, kosher. The get is still valid. Why? Why? Because we're assuming that if if he found it on his stuff, so this get, why would it not be kosher? Maybe it's not the original get. Maybe it's two other people, perhaps with the same name, whatever. But he finds it on his stuff, so that's gonna make it that the the get is the that we could assume this get is the original get. Now let me ask you a question. How do we know it's the original get? Because he found it where? In a in a place with a simon. So you see that a simon works biblically. I'm Rabbi Lakasha, Rabbi Lazar Ben-Mahavai, Rabban. Machleikas in ben Havoi and the rabban. What's the Machleikas? The tani we learned in a price? Amy, Denala, Shuma. You cannot testify about who a person is based upon a Shuma. Okay, so what's the Shuma? Rashi says verua. It's like a some sort of birthmark, some sort of birthmark. Um Lazer ben Avay Oimer. Mayidan, you could. My labak mivki. Marsovar simanim deraiso. Marsovar simanim derabonon. Amarava no. Dikul yamis Everybody agrees that a siman, a sign on a person, is biblical. Is the yamis v'ne deraiso. Ha chabeshum m'sriyim be ben gilai kamivki. And here they're arguing about a Shuma that's found on um, the uh, somebody, in other words, it's not so unique. That's what Ben Gila means. Other people who are born with similar mazel might have a similar feature to this simon. So it's not so unique. Okay some say. <laughs> that maybe the Machlekes is about a, a mark that's going to change after death. Okay. And since it's not going to change, once he dies, you could use it as a simon. If it does change, you can't use it as a because maybe it's something that was different than the original one. And some say Really everybody holds that Simonim are midrabon now, now if a Simon is Midrabanan, if somebody comes and gives a sign on the body, she's not let her remarry. Because she's but she has to get a biblical uh, removal of her marriage. Baha Bishuma Simon muvok komifugi. The question is whether a shuma is considered a simon muvok. whether it is permanent. Muvuk. It's established, it's permanent it's not going away Simon Movuk. One says that these these uh, types of birthmarks are considered a simmonmovvo it's it's uh, like lifelong well love movuk. no and therefore it's not uh, it's not enough to either prove or disprove whether or not the the husband passed away hence we are not going to allow her to remarry according to the according to the Lushan, according to the approach, that Ravah holds, that Simonim, are Daraisa, hakatani. but this the of, even though there's Simonim on his body, or his garments, so you see from here, that even Midairaisa, Midr- Midr- we rely on Simonim, Simonim says, when it's on his body, the Arutz, the guts." that's talking about, you know what, what, how you're identifying, whether he's six feet tall, five feet tall, seven feet tall. So, somebody says, listen, I, I know it was your husband. How do you know? Well, the the body, the, the face kind of looked like him and the body was like five foot ten. So, you know, your husband was five foot ten. Okay? That's not enough of an identifying sibling. That's not going to help us. Caleb, what about clothing that he was wearing? The Hashinah and the People borrow each other's clothing. So you have no proof who it is. It says, by the way, just start, just plain, I have a question. You know, if you're concerned about uh, maybe clothes being borrowed, so why, um, you know, well, why is it, is, if you find a wandering donkey and you put up, uh, you announce it, it has a simon, and you announce it, the owner comes and says, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you it's mine. You say, yeah, prove it. Give me a simma. He says they had a, it had a uh, a purple saddle. Well, what are you going to say? Is it his? Is that a good sermon? Well, it depends. If you tell me that uh, clothing might be borrowed, you can say the saddle might be borrowed, and it's not—it's not necessarily his either. Says the Gemara. Fine. What about the case where the the get was ultimately uh, found connected to what was, you know, connected to the bag that it was lost with? the ring that it was lost with, that we said you're allowed to use again, the get, because we could assume it's the original get, but hey chima how is this possible? Maybe, maybe uh, the, the item itself changed the ownership. Hashin HaShinu Lezayufei, he says when it comes to a, a ring, people aren't going to lend it out. Why? Because the way that rings worked back then, is it was kind of like your signature. And people don't give out their signature. That was like your social security number, okay? I had my I had my ring. That was like my stamp, my identifying mark. If I lend it out to you, it's going to lead to too much trouble. So people didn't. Same way, people don't give out their social security numbers, and they don't lend that out to people. So too it was with their uh, with the sign ring. But kisva arniki menachshi inji But when it comes to a purse and things of that sort, um, so. Uh, lost the place. I'm sorry. Tabas chayis Yeah, we're concerned with that. And kisvar aniki inish v'loy umaysti. When it comes to the uh, the purse, and then so then um, people have like this. The Gemara says people have this nichush. What how do you translate nichush? Not which uh, uh, superstition. Superstition. Thank you. People have a uh, a superstition. And, you know, they think that if I lend out things that have to... Depend, it was like a common thing. If I lend out things that have to do with my money, I'm lending out my muzzle of my money too. So people also, as well, are, uh, are very hesitant about it. Hence, if somebody were to be a shliach on a get, and then they find the get, and it was attached to their purse, or their, you know, their uh, money pouch, or whatever it was, we're going to assume that that, that uh, didn't change hands e- uh, either. Or if you want, you could say... Another option is kalav when it comes to clothing bechivare the sumki. That's talking about um, white or red, and it doesn't mean that it had a label on it that said Schwartz, right? Because if it, you know, let's say you, let's say you can't identify the guy, but you you look at the shirt this guy's wearing and it has his name tag in it. Okay, so that the Gemara is saying maybe. in in some way may may be able to hold weight, but just to say oh I know it was was the type of shirt that he wears that's where we say it's not going to be enough of a sim okay Gevalde period end of that Gemara Viter two dots here we go even if you saw the guy like with one foot in the grave the other one in a banana peel yeah, he's ninety percent out the out the door. He's on percent on his way up to Elam Haba. Still, we don't accept it. Says Gemara, do you mean to say the that somebody who has a terrible, you know, has been torn up terribly, a has the ability to live?" I'm going to ask you a challenging question actually it's more of a contradiction a person does not their body does not give off to a month until their has left. even if they're on the brink of death and even if he is a geis a geis is also on the brink of death in one case it's because of natural causes um, and it, you can clearly be a uh, geis for not natural causes but that's a general term that's used another one is through unnatural causes, okay? Such as a gunshot wound. Amar um, Abaye um, says, "Like there's no contradiction here." You're allowed to testify about somebody who was mamish, like shot in the head, that he's dead. Me um, al um, However, So, if he was shot in the head or whatever, so then I'm fine. But if somebody was hanging, that you're not allowed to testify unless you mamish saw that he uh, passed away. Even if a person had a terrible, um, you know, unnatural cause of death, you still can't. Because, you know, maybe some, some sort of miracle happened and some guy came along and uh, with a Tourniquet and uh, you know, and save the day. Chase. Well, me, Matsis, look me, and Kirshim and Lazar to are you going to tell me that our Mishnah found the pin of Shem and Lazar? Because then it's safe. We said then to the Mishnah, There was a story in Asiyah. There was somebody who messed with the mafia, and he was lowered into the lake. And when they pulled him back up, you know what came up? A leg. That's all he got back. The rest of the body didn't follow the leg. If the leg was cut above the knee, she's a lettering Mary. If it was beneath the knee, then you're not a lattery Mary. You know why? Because maybe the rest of the body floated away. And the guy was alive with it, and he uh, popped up a mile downstream, and uh, and nobody saw it. Okay, that is a possibility. So as long as you you, you got above the knee, that's when we know that he's uh, a goner. But if it's below the knee, then there's a chance the guy uh, the guy made it out fine. Now, over here we're dealing with a real wound, kind of like the gunshot wound that we're talking about. But we're still saying that we're concerned that maybe the guy's around. Says "Shiny Maya Marzu Maka, water is different." Okay, why is uh, water different? Because we have to be a little more strict about it. Makes things uh, makes things a little. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It actually it actually helps uh, a person from death. I saw an Arab if. I saw an Arab take a sword, cut off the leg of his camel, and uh, the camel uh, was screaming. The camel kept screaming until ultimately it, um, it passed away. okay? So you see from here that when you have a real wound. It's over. Um, Rabai Rabbi says, That was a camel that couldn't handle much. Okay? It was a very lean camel. It wasn't capable. But in general, maybe you'll say by a different type of animal or a person, uh, you know, they, they they can survive. Ravamar Rava says, Our Armish is talking about where you have a very hot knife, and everybody would agree by a very hot knife underneath those circumstances, um that if somebody has a, a heavy wound, then they're not able to survive. Okay? A hot knife, they be able to survive. Unless it's a very hot knife. It Unless it's, hot it's very hot, 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 hot knife. Yeah. Correct. It, it helps it, uh, it congeal whatever. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? It cauterizes it. It seals up the it it melts or closes up the blood vessels. Okay. Well two dots, here we go. Back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Even if you see him being eaten by wild animals, if you don't see him dead, you can't testify. That's only if you didn't see the animals eating from the vital organs. They were eating his legs, his hands. If you saw the animals eating away at the place where the heart is, something like that, so then, they're allowed to testify that the wife, that the husband is dead. says, "Name Okay. Let's say you have somebody who shechts another person. All right, Imamish cuts off his Simon, his trachea, his esophagus, and he runs away. Um people can testify. That either they didn't see a mamish, right? Because if, as long as they testified, they saw the simonim cut, that's enough to say that this guy is, uh, is certainly dead. Okay. That's, uh, that, that's what we're assuming says means. Is it true? Is that really true? If let's say somebody was just shechted and before he dies, he says, give a get to my wife you could do that so you see just because you're shechted, it's not, you're not considered dead so if somebody sees that why are you allowed to say he's dead did you see him dead or not Is he, if he's dead he can't divorce his wife a dead man can't divorce his wife you're right here's how it works at the time of the shechita he's alive for another minute two minutes but you can still testify that he's alive because he ain't gonna live more than that fine Alamyata, if that's true, says Gamara, Ye Gaila al Yada alamata, Tanya but if that's true, Ye Gaylal yodai, The one um, if if somebody were, were to do this by mistake, shekh someone else by mistake. Okay? It should be Muyb because it's like you killed him. Alamatana, why is a Bisha Shaq Shaymar Snaim Hareze in a He does not go into Gaulus, okay? Now why wouldn't you go into ghosts? Didn't you kill him? You say like this, maybe some, something else played a role in his death also. Right? You, you probably killed him. Did you certainly kill him? No. Well, according to what we are saying before, you certainly killed him. So our answer is, hey, we already learned about that price. We're concerned like this, that granted he was shechted, but maybe some sort of wind came and hastened the death. And uh, move things around that, and cause them to to die faster. Inami, or you could say Shama Ihu, Kirav Maybe the guy himself, by moving around a lot and screaming, he brought his death closer. And under that circumstances, uh, under those circumstances, there wouldn't be of gulos. But Lamaisa, as far as death, yeah, we'll say he certainly died. Says Gemara, my benayu, what's the practical difference between these two reasons? Again, reason number one. Of the wind, and reason number two of maybe he himself uh, moving around. The Babesa, the sheisha One nafkamina is going to be if um, uh, if you're in a place where it's so enclosed, there's no wind, so nothing could have hastened the death. Is there a chance he moved on his own? Yeah, but there's no wind. Inami, the shachte babara, or you could say opposite, where the guy didn't move at all, so you can't blame it on him, but it was done in a place where there's a possibility of win. So, practically speaking, depending on what you hold as the main svara, why there's no gullus, that will also, that will also determine whether or not um, uh, the, the guy who by mistake shechted him is going to be mechoyev gullus. Okay, let's get to the mishnah. Yeah, let's just get to the mishnah here, we still have time, let's go weiter. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba says that you can't just give three days to testify after the guy dies. That's not the way it works. It depends. Climate, person, yeah. Says Gemara that's question searching confirmation. Yehuda Lekula, Is he arguing to be lenient or is he arguing to be strict? Meaning that sometimes, sometimes even within three days, you can't give testimony. Moses to Come listen to who got with the town of Carme do somebody who drowned in the city of Carme but school Abe Hedya and uh, he um, he was found at at the uh, place of Behedya the bosar crossed him 3 days later so the guy drowned they found his body 3 days later but ansubar of dimi min adah the bisu and of from adah allowed his wife to remarry because people were able to say, "We know this is her husband," even though it was three days later. Bisu, and furthermore, got did bus There was a guy who drowned in the in the Diglas River. Basku Agishra de Shabistana ve Rava le De apuma de Shushbini. He he uh, washed um, he washed up on the banks of Shab, uh, Shabistana, and Rava allowed his wife to remarry. And that was five days after, <laughs> five days after <laughs> he drowned. Iam Bishma the gave me that he wants to be lenient and say that sometimes you could testify even after three days in Uavakra Baba. So the Psak the coming out from Rava is like a ben Baba, who allows testimony even after three days. Al the if you're going to say that he wants to do it the to be strict and say there's times even within three days that you cannot recognize the, the person in who David on, Why did why did Rava um Say, uh, uh, allow the wife to remarry. It's already five days. Nobody holds, you know, according to this approach, nobody holds five days later you to give testimony. Someone says, yeah, shiny Maya did, some say. Water's different. Water actually is, some say, it kind of uh, protects the body um, from being ruined. Uh, the coldness allows the body to stay fresher and therefore you have additional time. Before we said that water. Kind of uh, uh, stops the wound, which we're assuming to mean actually causes like swelling and other things take place in the body. That's when there's a wound. But there's no wound. The guy just drowned. So mitzmas sumis. So then the body actually like uh, cools off, tightens up, and is identifiable for longer. And that's true only when. See, here's what happens: the water keeps the body fresher. However, the moment it leaves the water, it has a much quicker, uh, a much quicker uh, deterioration. So you have to identify the body within an hour. Aval but let's say they waited to identify the body miftach tofach. Then we say miftach tofach: the body expanded, and you can no longer testify that it's the husband. That it's the husband. The woman is not allowed to remarry. We'll hold it here for today. We're up to the Mishnah. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Tomorrow we will continue on our second to last daf in our Hedigul Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.